0: Hello, welcome. For those of you who are joining us again, welcome back. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to the Rothko Chapel. I'd like to introduce myself. I'm Ashley Klimmer, the Director of Programs and Community Engagement. And you're joining us for our monthly installment of Contemplation and Sound. I wanna tell you a little bit about the series for those of you who are joining for the first time. This is an offering that we have been presenting since 2005, the first Wednesday of the month from 12 to 1, so it's always an hour, and it's called 12 Moments, Experiencing Spiritual and Faith Traditions. And the concept is to explore the many different spiritual and religious practices from around the world that are practiced and led and celebrated right here in our own community of Houston. And the great thing about these offerings is that it's an opportunity to learn and to receive a little bit of education, but to also have a practice. And maybe in the process you learn some rituals, some tools, and in this series maybe some songs that you can bring into your own life that will help you in your your day-to-day. What's interesting about this series this year is that we're focusing specifically on the role that music and sound plays within these different traditions And how these practices help to sustain our spirit. Right now, we're going through a lot. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Many people are being directly impacted. And on top of that, we've just gone through an election, a presidential election, and we're constantly facing ongoing and um, the ongoing challenges of racial and social injustices. And so, Our hope is that in the midst of all of that, we have an opportunity to come and to have some celebration and some practices that will help us move through that. With those challenges for the chapel, we normally would be gathering right here inside the chapel and we've been challenged to explore opportunities for how we can make these offerings available online and uh, virtually streamed. So that has brought another set of challenges. And I want to just take a moment to lift up. There are many people in this room with me today that you don't get to see every single month. Uh, Behind the the screen, we have Caitlin, Kelly, Jeremiah, Chiquita, Lex, and they are constantly figuring out how to make the lighting just right and to make sure that the uh, connection is solid. So I want to ask, First, I want to acknowledge, right, each month, we're constantly trying to make this experience better. And each month, there's some new challenge that we're faced with. Last month, for those of you who joined us, we did have some interruption in service. So I want to say two things. One, I want to ask that you're patient with us in knowing that as we go through these challenges, we might have some some blips and some bumps. We ask for a little bit of grace. And two, I want to assure you that we are filming this, we're recording this experience. So even if you lose connection for a moment, it's not lost, we'll send you a link afterwards. And not only will you be able to experience this, but you can share it with a friend. So for this series, so far we have explored the Jewish tradition, the Jain tradition, Buddhist, and for this month we're focusing on the Christian tradition during the month of December when there's a lot of celebration that is upon us and we're very excited to have wheeler avenue baptist church a longtime organizational friend and partner who is partnering with us uh, to lead us in this experience i want to share a fun fact for those of you who are not familiar but the founding pastor of reverend of uh, wheeler avenue is reverend william lawson and he was with us here at the Rothko chapel in 1971 during the founding and dedication of the chapel and specifically the dedication of the Broken Obelisk, which is a sculpture that sits outside in our plaza and is dedicated to the life and living legacy of Reverend King. So the the fun thing about this series is we have an opportunity to make new friends and to meet new organizations and individuals around the city, but also to continue, deepen, and expand our existing partnerships. Um, so, with that i 'm really excited to welcome three incredibly talented individuals. Uh, if you don 't mind i 'm just going to say a few words about each of them, and then i 'm going to invite them to uh, to take us away for this experience. As a reminder, the format is like it always is after i 'm done talking and I almost am then you 'll have about forty minutes for the actual practice performance presentation. Uh, this will be followed by a quick kind of set change, so to speak, where you'll be invited to share some questions that you might have. And then I will facilitate um, a QA conversation afterwards. So, first with us today, we have the conceptual visionary of today's offering, Minister Leon C. Lewis. He is a songwriter, producer, and pianist who has served at Wheeler Avenue. Sur- excuse me. Served as Wheeler Avenue's minister of music since 2014. He produced Wheeler's 50th anniversary LP, "O oh, to Be Kept," released in 2012, and has written, produced, and accompanied many notable artists and personalities in the gospel music industry. His role as minister of music. He provides leadership to six adult choirs, a youth choir, a children's choir. Handbells, praise team, adult and children's praise dancers, mind ministry, theater arts, sign language team, and the audio video ministry. And what is what amazes me about this is in the midst of all of that, he has also taken time out out of his busy life and schedule to put together today's offering and to be with us. I want to add that he is married to Valencia Lewis. They have five children, Christina Noel, Victoria, Nicole, Alexandria, Nichelle, Xavier, Neil, and Christian Noel. So you'll see him in a second, but if you want to take a moment, we'll just, we'll clap and welcome him here today. Also joining him, we have Sabrina Gatson and Jamie Perry. Ms. Gatson is a graduate of HSPVA, now Kinder High School of Performing and Visual Arts. She studied classical music performance at Texas Southern University and Lamar University. She is an active member of Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church, and she serves on the praise team. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> and last, we have Ms. Perry. She began studying violin at age five in Houston, Texas. And she went on to attend the Royal Academy of Music in London, England, where she earned her bachelor degree in music with a principal study in violin performance. She is currently the violinist at Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church and the assistant orchestra director at Booker T. Washington's High School here in Houston. So please join me in welcoming all three of them. Thank you so much for being with us here today. Thank you.
1: A sweet expression. in per- Thank you.
2: Thanks to everyone who may be watching this on this afternoon or wherever the time finds you when you're watching, when you're viewing. I bring you greetings from Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church, where Reverend Dr. Marcus D. Cosby is our senior pastor. The Reverend Alexander Johnson is our execu- executive, executive pastor. And you've already heard that Reverend William Alexander Lawson is our illustrious pastor emeritus. So we are thankful to be here at the invitation of the Rothko Chapel. Thank you all for the invitation. And thank you for welcom- welcoming us and greeting us uh, with open arms. And we are grateful for this opportunity. Uh, I also want to take some time to uh, thank my, uh, these two lovely ladies, my two partners for the day, uh, Miss Sabrina Gatson, soprano, and Miss Jamie Perry, who is violinist. So now it's my responsibility to kind of give you a brief um, history of gospel music and give you some, a bit of context. Uh, so arguably, we can trace uh, black gospel music to uh, the slave ships and uh, coming over after doing slavery in the fields, that kind of thing. But for the, the purpose of this particular discussion, uh, I would like to lift up uh, the contemporary context, if you will, of gospel music. And it is said that gospel music originated in Chicago, Illinois. And the father of gospel music is none other than Mr. Thomas Dorsey. During that time that Thomas Dorsey became the father of contemporary gospel music, what made it contemporary, it was because uh, Thomas Dorsey was actually a a blues pianist. So when he was converted to Christianity and the two, he merged his blues playing with Christian lyrics, uh, at some point back then, believe it or not, it was frowned on. But as the Lord would have it, the blending of what he had in him and his conversion has now lent itself all these years later to contemporary gospel music. And what is the importance of gospel music in the Christian tradition? So the Christian tradition, the root word of Christian is Christ. That means most of what we sing as gospel music is centered around Christ. And Christ is the essence of the gospel. Uh, To break down what gospel is in our uh, Christian context, um, with Christ being the center of that, you would say that, The gospel is also the good news, right? The good news of Jesus Christ. So what does that good news represent in its purest form? It will be simply the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection, and the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So when we sing gospel music, we're really talking about the good music, the, the good news, of the gospel and of course there are many uh subsets to that we we talk about faith and hope and love and peace and joy and um those things are found in the gospel as jesus christ has taught us but again for the the purpose of this discussion and this session i would also say that gospel music in its contemporary form is also akin to the psalms the book of Psalms in the Bible, the Psalter. In the Psalter, every human experience, every human expression can be found in some way, shape, or form. And such is the case with gospel music as well. So there are actually a few gospel songs that we're going to present now that are based on the Psalms, the book of Psalms, to show you how the two blend and merge together. So from the Old Testament to now contemporary, these contemporary times, how gospel music has served its purpose in helping all of us to relate with human experience and our human expressions as we go through life. So receive this next portion of our presentation. through. So- just attempted to do was go from the Psalms in the Old Testament to the year 2020. The first song we did was, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. That verse is found in Psalm 107, Psalm 118, and Psalm 136. Then we said, Bless the Lord, O my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name found in psalm 103. psalm 124 begins by saying if it had not been for the lord who was on our side a very familiar psalm is psalm 27 the lord is my light and my salvation and the last song is entitled total praise written by Richard Smallwood, which is taken from Psalm 121, and that says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help, my help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. In this this next uh, portion of the presentation, I would just like to talk a little bit about how gospel music sustains the spirit. And in these times, we need our spirits to be sustained more than ever. Pastor Cosby shared with me once that Reverend Lawson shared with him that gospel music is the handmaiden to the gospel, the preach, the preach word. So music and word go hand in hand, and uh, how gospel music helps us to sustain our spirits. I, I invite the I lift up these three words: one, gospel music. There should always be some level of reverence to point you to God or uh, uh, the the one who is our creator, God, reverence, honor. The second thing gospel music should do is give your inner person a sense of rest, a sense of calm, a sense of peace. And thirdly, it should give you some reach, some leverage to reach out to your fellow man. I'll say that again. So you have reverence, you have rest, and you have reach. So gospel music music helps to sustain our spirits. Again, safety, uh, some of the themes that we sing about, uh, peace, hope, love, joy, strength. Coupled with all of that, we have this wonderful privilege and opportunity to meditate, pray to the one we call God our Father. And there are so many songs that help us to center ourselves in moments of um, distress, distress, uh, in moments of unease, unrest, or even dis-ease. Um, and that's a privilege that we have. And um, again, coupled with the songs, you have prayer. I want to go back just a little bit to um, the reverence, the rest, and the um, my third R, which was reach. Right. The second one was was rest. Rest is a key, important component to what we should always be doing. And because this is a musical uh, 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 experience in this moment, even in music, there are moments of rest. If music was constantly going, you would barely understand what, is try- what, the, what the, the composer is trying to convey. So just as melody is important, lyric is important, those elements of rest are important in music and such is the case in life. And when we have moments of dis-ease and distress and trying times, it's important for us to center ourselves and seek to be able to pray. So I'm going to invite you wherever you are, whatever your practice is, to meditate, to pray, or sometimes just to be silent. You know, in the movies they say silence is golden. Sometimes it's just good to be still. So I'm going to offer a prayer, and I'm going to follow it up with a song after that. So dear Lord, as we come on this day, in this time, we give you glory, honor, praise, and thanks. And I thank you now that even during this pandemic season, you have given us the opportunity to communicate with you. Your word says that we should cast our cares on you for you care for us. So thank you for this wonderful opportunity, this moment, this time, to be able to commune with you in our individual and varied ways. So as I conclude this prayer, I pray this prayer respecting all faiths and in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As we come to the conclusion of our presentation, uh, it's one more thing I want to lift up to you, and then we'll go into our last uh, portion of the program. Uh, outside of this beautiful, wonderful facility, is a sculpture dedicated to Dr. Martin Luther King. And when you think of Dr. King, you think of hope. You think of uh, the fight for civil rights, you think of equality and justice for all. There's one song that is that was very familiar to us uh, in the civil rights movement entitled We Shall Overcome. I want to honor uh, that sculpture and Dr. King's legacy by uh, fulfilling uh, a portion of that song. And then we will leave you with amazing grace and doxology, amen. Thank you so much for your time, your attentiveness and your viewership. And now it is time for a quick set change and then we'll come back for some question, questions and answers. Thank you.
0: All right, well, welcome back everybody. I don't know about you all, but whew, that was amazing. I have to tell you, I was just sharing, it's so difficult to sit in the space and experience something like that and to not say anything. Uh, so hopefully wherever you were on your end, you were clapping and singing along and uh, really feeling the spirit. Thank you all for sharing your gifts and talents. I think it's, um, it's always uh, such a gift to be able to witness people who've mastered their instrument. And uh, I just wanna acknowledge and thank you all for being able to share that with us. Personally, being able to experience music Uh, up close and in person is something very different than what we can experience when we turn on the radio. And especially inside the chapel, I don't know if you've ever performed in here before and how that felt, but the uh, the acoustics are, are really, really great, so thank you. It was also, I don't know if you all could see this on the screen from where you all were tuning in, but there was also uh, a fun thing happening between you all up on, <laughs> on the screen. So just, it looks like you all have been per- performing for a while together, yeah.
2: <laughs> I have, a, I have a, a secret, right? So even though we serve together literally every week uh-huh. in terms of a, 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 a trio, a unit, this is our first time just segmenting ourselves like, like this okay uh, for oh, a, a performance just
0: the three of you yeah wow because normally you have another uh, many oh, yes, other yes. people band yeah.
2: singers yeah
0: yeah so you shared something special with us today <laughs>
2: i would say so <laughs> yeah
0: you are lucky <laughs> and we recorded it so it can live on <laughs> Great. well so i am um, we've we've got this opportunity here we i think i talked a little longer than i needed to at the beginning so we have a shorter q a session um, but it looks like, let's see, we do have some things that have been shared. Um, there was a question that Ken asked, is there a, a difference between spirituals and gospel songs?
2: Um, stylistically, yes. Message, no. Uh, so um, most spirituals are, um, of, of course, comes come from... Uh, the times where we took the songs from the field or the slave songs, if you'll call them, and set those to uh, music. And most of those are done in a, um, a choral style, the choir uh, with awful parts. And um, there's some great music out there, the spirituals. Uh, one of the, uh, the great uh, HBCUs is Fisk University. Uh, I'm sure many of our viewing audience has uh, heard of the Fisk Jubilee Singers. And uh, our pastor is uh, a Fiskite as well, so uh, big ups to Fisk University. Uh, But in terms of the spirituals uh, in that context, uh, there are um, so many. So you have uh, Fisk University, you have uh, Morgan State, um, it's just so many, Oakwood University, so many HBCUs that keep up Mm -hmm. that style of music, and it is just as potent and as powerful as anything we do on a contemporary side as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Agreed, yeah, thank you. There's one other comment here from uh, Arian. Thank you so much for the wonderful performance and all the history and the insight. I was curious, um, I didn't share too much about Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church. I, I, did, uh, I didn't mention they're located in the historic Third Ward. I wondered if you'd share just a little bit about the church, how long it's been there. And for those who aren't familiar, I know there are even more, um, offerings now that things are virtual. I feel like there's more accessibility for people to experience things from their home or out of state than they might otherwise be able to.
2: So uh, the church was uh, founded by Reverend William Alexander Lawson uh, in 1962. So we'll be celebrating uh, with 58 years. We are a 58 year old church. And um, again, from that time with only 13 people, uh, up to now a congregation of (laughs) on-roll of over 19,000. So the church has grown and evolved by leaps and bounds. Of course, uh, Reverend Lawson has been a pillar of the Houston community for quite some time. His leadership, you spoke a lot about that Mm -hmm. earlier. Um, But uh, his successor, uh, Reverend Dr. Marcus D. Cosby, has kept up the tradition and obviously uh, help uh, the church to excel. Uh, There are so many things that we do beyond just the four walls of worship in terms of uh, helping the community. Uh, We have a Matthew 25 program, which is our outreach arm. Uh, We have nonprofits, um, our Match Bush program, uh, 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 programs that cater to uh, single moms, and uh, just everything that you can think of that we can— be a blessing to other people uh, beyond just our Sunday services. Mm -hmm. Um, We incorporate all that at Wheel Avenue.
0: Thank you for sharing. And can you share maybe a little bit of how people
3: could join uh, if they um, want to? We have a website, wheelerbc.org. If you guys go online, you can check us out. Uh, We stream every Sunday. Uh, There's four services, I think they stream. Um, And you can catch us online. You can catch us even after it's been streamed live. They keep them posted. Um, And it's cool for me because me being a millennial, sort of in a different uh, generational standpoint, it's cool to see how Wheeler is traditional yet caters to the younger person as well so if you're looking for a church that not only feeds you spiritually but makes you feel like you're included and part of the community and you're around people who really uh, have goals and are goal-oriented um, can teach you a few things you know as a young mm-hmm. person so Wheeler is a great place to be I'm happy to work there um, you know it's just been a really good blessing so Wheeler's awesome. Y'all should check it out. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, and we're going
0: to send an email out after this, so we'll be sure to include that that email and link so that you all can can experience it. We're we're about at time, but if you're open for like one more question, I'm just curious about musical ministry. I think um, I think that depending on the tradition that uh, you're coming to, like that might be something that's very familiar, while others might be like what? What does that mean? So I'm just curious if y'all would be willing to share just a little bit. I'm curious about two things. One, like from a personal standpoint, each of y'all could speak to this kind of your personal journey to that. And from kind of a training standpoint and the function of that, you know, how that interface in a church with uh, the the pastors.
3: Okay. Cool. So, as y'all saw, I play the violin. Um, And so it's a little bit different to see a violinist playing gospel because it's not really traditional. I was Mm -hmm. uh, trained classically uh, from age five up until now, of course. Um, And so to kind of move from that classical, there's the score in front of you, all your music's prepared, like practice it, make sure you know your part, that's it. Where you move into a space of the spirit is flowing, are you going to flow with them? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, okay, you have (laughs) to step out of yourself and kind of say, okay, Lord, like, where do you want us to go? What do you want us to do? Mm -hmm. So a lot of the improv you'll hear me play, for example, I didn't plan that before it it came Mm -hmm. about. The Lord was like, that's what you're going to play. And I'm like, okay. And so that's what happened. So I think from a musical standpoint, you're talking about technique and how it kind of translates. I feel like gospel, to a certain degree, it's all connected, but you can tell where the music has stemmed from. So like if you look at classical, you'll see some of the same chord patterns as you see in a gospel song or in an R&B song, a rap song, whatever. So it kind of just translates around the board, which I think is really cool. And the cool part about ministry is it also feeds you spiritually. So you're not just kind of performing to perform or going to the gig or, you know, so we have a real true purpose and who we're doing it for matters more than what we're doing it for
0: yeah and you can mm-hmm. you can feel that I could feel that
4: yeah. <laughs> I have been singing uh, since I was two i'm actually cla- i'm also classically trained mm-hmm. um, that's actually my first my first love was classical music opera. I, I love it. Um, thing about it is I grew up in the church <laughs> in the Baptist church, so I didn't get to hear a lot of um classical music. I heard a lot of gospel, um, which I, I guess, well, it did. It has been a blessing to me. It has worked out for me so well, uh, because I'm able to incorporate the two. There's not really a difference. Um, f- for me, in my opinion, There's not really a difference. Um, you go, you go in, you're, you consecrate, you minister to the people. And in the midst of that, you're also ministered too. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, thank you.
2: And from a, a spiritual context, I mean, the, these two ladies have just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I couldn't add much more to that. But in terms of my, uh, my personal musical journey, so mine's a little bit, mine's a little different. So she started at five, she had it since two. Mm-hmm. I didn't get interested in playing music until the age of 15. So um, music was kind of, uh, it started out as a gift. And then uh, once my mom recognized that, you know, I was interested in playing piano, that kind of thing, uh, she made me take piano lessons. So (laughs) (laughs) I I studied and uh, did the best that I could, and I still did not take it seriously. So I went to um, uh, university at uh, LSU, I'm from New Orleans originally, Mm -hmm. and uh, I I wanted to be a chemical engineer. Mm -hmm. But the entire time through, undergrad i was working as a musician a musician paying my way through school and that kind of thing and finally by the age of i would say maybe 23 is when i started to take it more seriously and um, the lord has blessed me to have this wonderful opportunity and now um having to serve and have the responsibility to be minister of music at the wheeler avenue baptist church
0: Well, I have no doubt that you would have and could have been a great engineer, but I'm so glad that you followed that that other voice. (laughs) (laughs) And it's also really inspiring too, because I think there there's these ideas that, um, you know, that the great masters uh, have to have found their art, you know, at a very young age. And I still think 14, 15 is still very young, but the, the reality is that we could find it at any point in our journey, right? And as long as we're taking breath and waking up every day. We have an opportunity to pursue whatever that calling is. So, yeah. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm just curious if there's anything else you want to share with, with everyone who's tuning in today that you haven't already shared anything you want to leave us with?
2: Um, nothing new. I, I would just reiterate uh, those three R words that I shared earlier, which is um, Wherever you are, you can always find time to show reverence. In our particular case, reverence to our God. You can always find the time to rest, relax, center yourself, have moments of peace. And then also find moments to reach out to your fellow man in whatever way you choose. So reverence, rest, reach.
0: Great. Well, thank you, each of you for being here, for sharing your talents. It was amazing being able to sit with you and and witness your your voices and your music. So thank you. Thank you you all
2: again for the opportunity.
0: Yeah, well, you know, now that we know each other, (laughs) just wait. And for you all tuning in, thanks for being here today. I just want to put a couple things on your calendar. We have on December 12th, there might still be some spots left, we're partnering with the camera, and on that Saturday throughout the day during our normal time ticket entry of 15 people uh, at a time, we'll have a pianist inside the space uh, performing Beethoven, and this is Beethoven for All as part of his 250th anniversary, so there's more information uh, on the chapel's website about that. And then our next um, offering is gonna be on New Year's Day and it'll be in collaboration with Bayou Bliss Yoga, with Dana Shamas. For those of you who are familiar, um, I guess since like 2011 or 2012 on New Year's Day, we've been offering a crystal bowl meditation and that will also be streamed live from inside the chapel. So, oh, and I have one more than we have. Uh, January 15th is our annual MLK birthday celebration and program. So just stay tuned, there'll be more information that we'll be sending out about that. So thank you all, thank you, and uh, take care of each other and yourselves.